Like what's authentic for me is not going to be necessarily authentic for you. And I think that, you know, that has to be taken into consideration. What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to What Happens in Between. Today, I have with me Shayla Caldwell, aka the Junk Drawer Mom on YouTube, who helps mom and women to be their most authentic self through her content. Hi. Hello. I am doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're making it through. It's slightly one month and some change past 2021. So we're doing well. Uh, just as a, a nice warming up question, what has been your favorite thing? What was your favorite thing of January? My favorite thing of January? Hmm, that's a good question. I was able to get back into a routine of exercising. Mm-hmm. That was like huge for me because, you know, the quarantine, it, it was rough. So just being able to get some of that extra routine back in was really good for me. So what about a little bit of your background? Sure. So I am a mom, hence the name Jumped Room Mom. (laughs) Um, I have four kids. And so I have just been on this journey of exploring my motherhood, of exploring myself, getting to know myself better. I got married really young. I got married at 21, not really young, but 21 Mm -hmm. is young for some people. And so I had to go through this journey of self-discovery as I was being married and as I started having kids. So it's been full of ups and downs, challenges, and I would say I'm tackling it well. Yeah, I'd agree from what I can tell. (laughs) It's interesting that you say that about sort of interacting with this journey as it's happening, because I just saw something on Instagram today where this woman was saying that women spend so much time and energy trying to be like good mothers or good daughters, good sisters, good insert sort of some sort of external labor. Mm -hmm. By the time we're alone, we don't know necessarily, or we haven't had like the time to develop, like what is a good me to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely see that. How did YouTube get involved? Okay. So, I, my husband and I, we moved to Canada in 2015. We're originally from Maryland. Oh, me too. Born and raised. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, we're born and raised in Maryland. Um, we moved to Canada in 2015. My husband took a mm-hmm. job there. And at the time, I had two, my older two boys, I was pregnant with our mm-hmm. third. And when he was born, they were like, that was when I became a stay-at-home mom. And it was something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to stay home with my kids and everything. And thankfully, that was the culture there. So I was able to at least like have other mom friends that were, you know, Mm -hmm. around. But I just remember thinking like, all the rest of these people have it together and I don't. Like, am I doing something wrong? Am I... Like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I'm not a good mom? 
And so I went to one of my closer friends and she was like, girl, I feel the same way. <laughs> I was like, well, then why do you act like that in public? You know? And so it was that feeling along with, um, and I'll try to quickly tell the story, but we went to another friend's house. They were the owners of like a home designer thing. They lived in their mm. show home. And so we went over there for dinner they had four kids. Everything was white. It was pristine. It was clean. It was beautiful. And I was like, how do you keep this clean with four kids? And she was like, trust me, it's just, it's just a facade. <laughs> like, it's not really that clean. We just clean up when people have to come over. And so she said, usually they get like 24 hours notice of when people are going to come and see the show home. Well, there was one instance where they only had, like, had mm-hmm. an hour and um, she just like cleaned up really quick. And the lady comes in and her husband and she's like, you know, can I look around your kitchen? So she opens the kitchen cabinet and like all this stuff, just like papers and Tupperware and everything just falls out. So she was like, I was mortified. It was horrible. And so, uh, you know, we laughed about it and everything, but it was that night, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was nursing my son. He was like two months at the time. And I was like, we all have that area in our life that we want to hide away that we don't want people to see or we don't want people to know about because it's embarrassing or it's shameful. And, you know, I feel like that as Mm -hmm. a mom, there are things that I struggle with, you know, or that's challenging to me. And I look at everybody else and I compare myself, not realizing that they're going through the same Mm -hmm. thing too. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. I wanted to share my experience through like showing my family life because I started blogging originally, but just to show like, this is real life. This is what motherhood looks like. And I'm not going to be, you know, ashamed or bashful about it. And so I was like, I'm just going to start a YouTube channel. (laughs) And so, you know, it's been, it'll be five years, I think in July. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's really cool. So did you have any video experience previously? Zero experience, (laughs) none whatsoever. It was just you know, I, so there's a, a YouTube channel called belief in fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And so he was a stay at home dad. And my husband was like, babe, look at this. This was maybe like, I don't know, six months eight to probably six to eight months before I started. And I was like, that's really, really mm-hmm. cool. So that's part of what, where the inspiration came from. And he started on his phone. So that's what I did. I was like, I'm just going to start on my phone and, you know, see where yeah. it goes. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love that, you know, cause just as you're saying, we have the perception that we're given and the one that our brain interprets from just what we can see, but there is so much happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. yeah, that it's sometimes hard to take into account, you know, because you're pretty deeply entrenched mm-hmm. in your own experience and you're like, whoa, it's 80% mess over here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then you look at everyone else's 20% yes. thinking it's there. It's the hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. And that's the thing you can't, you can only make sense out of what people tell you or what they, you know, and even what they show you is just your Mm -hmm. perception. So you can't take that at face Mm -hmm. value ever, you know, just like, oh, I'm looking at this person. I just want to compare. And even like, you know, when it comes to parenting or any other area for that matter, you can look at your friends and say, well, they did this and got that result with their kid. So I'm going to do that with my kid too. Mm -hmm. And, but that's not your kid, 
you know, their kid is not your kids. You're, you're different as parents and you're different as children. So just like taking all those things into consideration. So I noticed something that I wanted to ask about. Are you a pastor? Yes. <laughs> so my husband and I, um, we just started a church um, in 2019, mm-hmm. October 2019. So that in and of itself is like another journey. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, I just wanted to know, you know, which predated which. So do you feel like your YouTube, the development of your voice through YouTube has helped you as a pastor? Yes. So I, I am the type of person that does not necessarily like to speak in front of people. I prefer to do things in the background. I've just kind of always been that way. Through doing YouTube, I have discovered that my voice does matter mm-hmm. and that the thoughts that I have, you know, have value to other people. And so when it comes to pastoring now, like, and of course things are different. Like I'm not speaking every week. That's my husband's jam, <laughs> but, you know, being able to like walk with people and disciple them through their own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's huge Yeah, for sure. YouTube has, play- has played a part. And then on top of that, the video experience, because I do all of the video mm. recording and editing yeah. for the church because we're solely digital now. Mm, right. So for sure, <laughs> my YouTube experience has played a part. I want to touch on something I think that's really important that you said, where you realize that your voice does matter and that your opinion mm. is valuable. I mean, that feels like probably like an ongoing journey of just reminding me to be reminded, like, for someone, mm-hmm. but in the depths, let's say the depths of your YouTube uh, moments, right? When you were first making videos to perhaps avoid, what kept you going? I will be honest. There was a point in time where I, it started out as I want to just like do this for my mm-hmm. family and, you know, my friends who might be struggling with the same things as me. Um, And really just like an archive, like as the kids are growing up, things change so fast. But then it became a point to where it was like, well, you can monetize YouTube. Mm -hmm. So let's try and get them coins, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I kind of actually veered off for a while trying to just pursue Mm -hmm. the money and to incorporate like this formula of trying to make it big on YouTube. And I just found myself frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this isn't working. And it was hard to find content and everything. And I think it was really, I would say 20, 2019, my brother passed away, my younger brother. And he was killed. It was very unexpected. He's only 24 years old. And so it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. It was, it was that. It was, I think, understanding and realizing, like, life is short. And I don't have, you know, the, the luxury of just like waiting around and just kind of trying to feel things out. Like, I know that I have a purpose. I know that my voice matters. And like, I'm going to pursue that no matter what it looks like, no matter how many times I fall or fail or don't do something right. Like, I'm going to just be transparent. And I think that's kind of been my like my driving force is the transparency because I know like I would have wanted somebody to be transparent with me when I became Mm -hmm. a mom. 
And I don't think I had that. And so I'm like, if I can save somebody, the turmoil that and anxiety that I went through, then like, I'm going to do it no matter how un- uncomfortable it is for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that about your brother. My heart goes out to you and your yeah, family. Thank you. Transparency. I mean, especially with like young people, you know, I mean, I guess I can't really consider myself a young person anymore <laughs> that I'm in my thirties, but um, I, I still think I'm young. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're young. <laughs> But, you know, I think with it's it's getting better now where young people, you know, they have there are some who are very much focused on like, I want to build my business. I want to do, you know, all these things. But then there are many more who it's just like, well, whatever will be will be, you know, let's just live life. And so when when I come to like thinking about my brother and all the passions that he had and all the things he wanted to do, I can't. If at the very least, let me pursue what I want for his honor, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, mm-hmm. well, we are, the name of our church is one shot church because you only get one shot at life and you have to make it count. And so like, that is yeah. kind of our family's mantra, like give it everything you have without hesitation, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's just, mm-hmm. it's really important. And transparency plays a huge role in that. Because how can you give it everything you have without being honest with yourself, without being honest with, you know, the people that you love and like being authentic. That is that when, when you have a business, Mm -hmm. that's what people buy into. They buy into you, right. Into your product, you know, your brand and you as an individual. So something that I've personally struggled with, and I think some of my listeners, you know, are still dealing with is what is this, where's this line in terms of authenticity that is driven from within you versus the authenticity that you see people respond to better? I can maybe give a concrete example. Today, for instance, I posted something on my Instagram about my weekly to-do list. And, uh, you know, it was like normal things. It was like, write 30 minutes a day, work out something like this and then the last one was figure out how to turn this constant oppressive <laughs> despair into energy yeah you know what I mean and I just toss that one in because it's on my mind and it's true and you know like I got my little laughs or my likes and what have you but I already know in the back of my mind that one if I were to do a live and then be like crying or you know like actually try and piece through this it would not get the sure. same reaction. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think people really want to hear that. And so I guess what I'm getting at is one that's not something I want to do anyways, but if it was something that I thought would do well, how how as creators do we sort of balance like what am I giving the audience of myself? Like how much truly of myself yeah. do I give the audience? That was a very long-winded question. No, I appreciate the clarity. That's a really good question. You know, I think it varies from person to person. When I think of authenticity, I think of there's no one one note of authenticity. Like what's authentic for me mm-hmm. is not going to be necessarily authentic for you. And I think that, you know, that has to be taken into consideration. So there are some people that probably could go on a live and, you know, be crying and carrying on and and they would get all types of engagement and people appreciate that. Like I, I have a 
a friend who lives out in California and she talks about, she has like diagnosed anxiety and Mm-hmm. she, whenever she experiences an episode, she always records herself and she wow. will either go live or she will then post that onto Instagram. Would I do that? No, you know, but that is her. She's sharing her experience and her viewers appreciate that because that's why they follow her. They identify with her in some way. Like I do that too. This is what happens when I have an anxiety attack too. And it's somebody that they can look up to. Is she providing answers? Maybe, maybe not in that instance, you know? So if you can find a way to provide value for your audience, and that doesn't always mean answering a problem. That means, you know, it could be answering their problem. It could be just being relatable. It could be Mm -hmm. educational, maybe something that they didn't know. It could be inspirational. What category do you think most of your content is in? I think a lot of it is either inspirational mm-hmm. or inspiration motivation, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And sometimes education too. Like on YouTube, I do like homeschool videos and stuff because mm-hmm. I homeschool my kids. Um, so providing like value for other homeschooling moms and stuff. But for the most part, it's like mm-hmm. inspirational. So how yeah. did you, Shayla, specifically kind of craft the voice that people see today? It was definitely a journey, I think. So my my slogan, which you probably would see like all over any post that I had mm-hmm. is hiding is overrated. And um, the reason why I say that is because like, if you go back to the story I told with, you know, the lady with her dishes falling out everywhere, it's like, you know, we'd be trying to hide stuff. <laughs> we'd be hiding things, you know, and it's, when it comes to like me mm-hmm. as a person, I don't want to hide because if, so if I say I have value, my voice has value, then why hide it? God made me this way for a reason, you know? And there's something that I have to say that could help somebody. And so through therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure, hundred percent. If you have not tried therapy, please. You know, it doesn't. It you don't even have to seemingly have a problem. It's healthy to go to therapy, whether you feel mm-hmm. like you're in trouble or not. But through that journey of therapy, and of course, like mothering, I've come to discover like this is me, and I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with. Well, maybe not all the time, but I'm becoming more comfortable with being yeah. uncomfortable. And so if I can say like, you know what, I'm going to look insecurity and fear in the face for the betterment of myself and for the betterment mm-hmm. of my children, then that's just what I'm going to have to do. I just remembered that this show, this podcast used to be called Nobody Comes Here to Hide. And so I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't find you when it was called that because it, <laughs> it just would have worked a lot better. <laughs> yeah, hiding is overrated. That's very interesting. Do you have yeah. any actionable tips for someone who in the moment is kind of faced with a, a fork in the road where you can either put all the letters and the dishes in this cupboard or you can leave them out. Like, do you have any actionable advice for how to get a little bit more comfortable in discomfort, as you've said? 
yeah so I was it's funny I was just talking about this mm-hmm. two days ago it the first step is you have to be honest with yourself and so when it comes to like I'll just use parenting as an example like you know we all kind of have this idea of what the perfect mother or the perfect father should be what it should look like we find that through Instagram through the tv shows and movies we watch you know people on the street friends family whoever truth be told there is no such thing as a perfect parent and so we then I'll I'll speak for myself when I was pregnant with my first son I had this ideal of what I was going to be like as a mom and so therefore I placed all of these standards on myself and I was not attaining them. And I'm like, why can't I attain these? Like, this is, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm a mom. I'm supposed to be this, you know? And so it just came to a point where it's like, I have to be honest and say, this is not realistic. This is not what true motherhood is. And though I may not be the perfect parent, I'm the perfect parent for my children. And so in any case, you've got to be honest with yourself to say, like, are the standards that I'm putting on myself realistic and are they attainable? And then I think it comes with another thing would be to know who you are. You know, for me, my my value comes from what I know that Christ says about me. Your value may come from somewhere else. And that's, you know, totally OK. Whatever works for you is is for you. But. I know what my value is because of what the Bible tells me. And so rehearsing that and changing my belief system to know like it's not about the actionable things that I do. It's not about, you know, making sure my kids stay on a perfect schedule, making sure they have the perfect education, making sure that I do, you know, Mm -hmm. all, all things the right way. But it's about how do I love them? How do I make sure that their voice is heard? You know, things like that. So I don't know what that would be right. for for your listeners, but for sure, mm-hmm. changing your belief system and then make steps towards yeah. on the journey, make steps towards making progress. And then when it happens again, you just repeat right. the process right. all over again. <laughs> Definitely. It feels like so many things in life are sort of like an iterative cycle as opposed to this like point oh, yeah. A to point B situation, which I mm-hmm. feel like people could have brought up sooner. Like this is the stuff that they should be teaching in right, school. Right. So how do you get things done? Oh Lord, that's a good question. You know, I when people people ask mm-hmm. me that all the time, and I always just say, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do think I take things one day at a time. So usually I wake up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so that's typically when. I try to get the majority of my things done. So I exercise, I shower, I have some quiet time. And then if the kids are not awake, then I will work on, you know, video editing or like planning. I'm in the middle of writing a devotional and stuff like that. So I'll do that. And then like there are little, you know, bits and pieces of time I can steal away during the day. But then the kids are in bed at 7.30. And so 7.30, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. Between 8 and 10, if I don't have any meetings or anything like that, then I'm working. And even if like I only get 30 minutes of work done in a day, like I feel like that's okay. You know, you can, that's 30 minutes that you didn't have that you, you know, that you wouldn't have had if you didn't put the time in. And so I also have goals. I have like a notebook where I 
you know, write goals for myself and like try to track them and all that type of thing. So yeah. Cacao. Now it's time for the seedling round where short questions lead to tasty answers. The first thing that I wanted to say, which is actually not about the seedling round, is that I am amazed at how consistently beat your face is. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm honestly stunned. (laughs) Let me, well, no, let me, let me give you a little Uh secret. Most of the time, if you see me on Instagram and even YouTube, like I batch produce Mm -hmm. all my stuff. So the face only gets beat unless I, you know, like I'm doing literally like four or five videos Mm -hmm. in one sitting or like I'm making a whole month's content in one or two days. Most of the time I'd be no makeup, you know, fool around with the kids, but you know, that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, thank you for (laughs) revealing the secrets. What's the main thing you want people to get from your content? That it is okay to be authentic, no matter what that looks Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite video that you've created? I would have to say it's called Meet Our New Edition. It's the birthing. I filmed my daughter's uh, water birth, like that whole process from labor and delivery. Definitely my favorite. That's really cool. And lastly, how do you measure time? How do I measure time in blocks, mm-hmm. I guess? Like my my time and kid time, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, time and kid, my time, kid time, and mm. marriage time. Mm-hmm. work time. Great. Cacao. That ends the seedling round. So I like to end on two things. First, what is your greatest ambition? Oh, Lord, my greatest ambition. You know, I, I will say to be, I guess, valued mm-hmm. by my, like, I really, I, I really would like to have like a close relationship with my kids when they get older. Like that, that would be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really feel that. Something that scares me about uh, parenthood, not that you asked, is the idea that I might raise a child that I really don't vibe with once they like fully come into their own. But like, I yeah. don't know, they're, they're, whole, they're a whole person. They're a whole person. So, you know. I have a kid like that. And I, it's, a, it's a challenge every single day. It's like, I, you know, there are some days I really don't like you. <laughs> But you know what? Hiding is overrated. So that's, you know, it just is what it is. And I'll be honest with them and be like, bro, you just are making me feel some type of way, but mm-hmm. I still love you. But right now you need mm-hmm. to leave me alone. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> me nodding as if I know because of all the kids that right. I have. Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, what is the question of the week? Question of the week is, are you able to admit that you're immature. Mm, I'm attacked. <laughs> I'm fully wow. <laughs> uh, thank you for that one. The answer is no. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people connect with you? So it's pretty much Junk Drawer Mom everywhere. You can find me on YouTube, www.youtube.com slash Junk Drawer Mom, Instagram at Junk Drawer Mom, Facebook at Junk Drawer Mom, website, junkdrawermom.com. Um, and hey, if you want to be a Junk Drawer Mom too, then use the hashtag hiding is overrated so I can see your post or tag me anywhere else. That's it.
Great. What do I use it? So don't at me on there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. If you guys enjoyed the show, which I'm sure you did, feel free to subscribe, rate and review, share this with a friend. I know you're a mom. I know some of you. I know one of you is my mom. So I know you love this episode and you should share it with your friends. (laughs) Okay, see you guys next week.